Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 74 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, it's Grant. The Apocalypse. Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Good, Phil. Just dandy. That makes you sound like a real villain. Yeah. The Apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid just looking at you right now. Like, you're terrifying me with, the, with those eyes, those yellow eyes that you have. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> If you're just joining us for this podcast, you're, you're thinking, what, who are these nerds? Who are these uh, really idiotic people? Uh, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast, uh, reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we get into Pixar stuff. We get into Mighty Ducks stuff. We get into all the Marvel stuff. We can catch all the Marvel coverage here. All year long, we're, we're going to be covering that stuff. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Spirit of the Ducks, Episode 6, uh, Game Changers. Um, a very unique episode, I, I thought, for the season. Uh, we'll get into 22 versus Earth uh, later on. That's going to be um, our review of the five-minute short that just came out that's based in the Soul universe. Um, we'll talk about uh, making of Falcon and Winter Soldier because I, I watched that uh, a couple days ago and I've got a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, but before we get into the reviews and stuff like that, we like to do news of the week. Now, we're recording this on Monday, May 3rd. And mm-hmm. I know there's going to be a bunch of stuff that drops tomorrow on May the 4th. Uh, obviously, the first episode of Bad Batch is coming out tomorrow. We've not seen that as we record this. As, as we're posting this, it's probably Tuesday, May 4th. But we, we are recording this like a day before that. So, so if any like huge news comes out tomorrow, we have not caught that. We'll cover that on our next episode, which will drop uh, here probably either Saturday or Sunday. Um, but yeah, as, as we're recording this, the big thing that came out today actually was the Marvel sizzle reel. Yep. Um, Grant literally just watched it like five minutes ago. So I'll let you kind of jump in first. What, um, this is, this is a sizzle reel to get you excited. If you're not, if if you're not watched it, you might just hit pause and and go watch it. Just Mm -hmm. if you want to be like surprised by announcements and stuff, it is an, an announcement video. It's about three and a half minutes long and there's some like, fan servicey like hey remember how cool this was in that one movie that you love but it's also like the second half of it is all like release dates of yeah. like, what's coming out in the next couple of years so um you know if you want to be surprised whatever we are going to get into the details of that announcement and it did just drop as you're listening to this probably yesterday so um so just a, a fair warning there but uh, now that we've warned them uh, what were you kind of your reaction thoughts what are you excited for after watching that well um i mean Black Widow looks amazing. From, it really does. From what we got. Um, I would definitely say that's probably one that I'm excited for. 
Um, but the ones I'm definitely excited for, they didn't really show clips from. Um, that'd be Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And then probably Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And um, those are probably the two that I'm most excited for. Um, Shang-Chi looks interesting. Yeah. Eternals, interesting. We need to see more. I and mean, we just got like a few frames. Yeah. We don't really know what we're going to get from either of those. Um, so, and then I'm sure Black Panther will kill it. Um, the Marvels will be good. Not really sure what we're going to get from Thor. Um, with uh, Natalie Portman taking a bigger role in that one. Yeah. But, I mean, it's exciting for sure. Because now, which we kind of had these dates that we assumed, but now we have these dates set in stone. So, it's pretty exciting times for Marvel fans for sure. Yeah. So, this is phase four, basically, is kind of what they laid out. So, uh, if you did not catch the announcement and and you're not going to watch the video, we'll just kind of lay out some of those dates. So, uh, Black Widow, we already already knew it was coming, um, but that's January, sorry, January, July 9th. (laughs) Uh, coming out here in a couple months as we record this. The next one after that is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, I'm I'm actually really excited about that movie because I don't know anyone that knows anything about Shang-Chi. Um, my uncle actually has read a ton of Shang-Chi comics. Like, Shang-Chi was okay. like one of his favorite characters uh, growing up, but I have not read any of them. And, um, like, he offered to give me a bunch of the Shang-Chi books, and I was like, eh. I don't know. <laughs> and so I actually haven't read any of those. I'm sure they're great. He loved them. Um, but that that's going to be a new character for, I think, almost everybody on the planet. Um, then as we're only covering the movies here because that's all that was in the reel. But Eternals coming out this year, November 5th. So you're going to get, you're actually going to get four Marvel movies this year, which is great. In like a half a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's exciting for sure. COVID basically smashed everything together. Like yeah. it's, we're, we didn't get anything for a year and a half. And then, and then boom, boom, boom. Like they're just going to like spit these things out. So yeah. And then Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out December 17th. So that'll be a Christmas movie. Which that's going to be epic. Oh, I can't wait to see more from that. March 25th is Dr. Strange in the multi, uh, multiverse of madness. Um, I always love some Dr. Strange. Thor Love and Thunder is May 6th of next year, 2022. These movies are coming out every couple months. Black Panther t- 2, I like I think it was just Black Panther 2 is all we knew what the like the working yeah. title was, but correct me if I'm wrong, they announced the actual title in this mm-hmm. reel. They did. So, yeah, the the new Black Panther movie which of course is not going to be star- starring T'Challa like, you know, rest in peace, but it is has been actually officially titled and it's going to be called black Panther Wakanda forever, which I think that's a rat, like a super rad name. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they even had that name until, um, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman died. Um, but like that is such an iconic phrase from Chadwick. So like, it'll be, it'll be cool to see, even though he's no longer with us and almost certainly won't be on screen unless they have some like, you know, uh, you know, frames that ended up on the cutting room floor that they yeah. stick into this movie or something like that. But it'll be cool just to have him honored. I think with that title, the Marvels will be November 11th coming out next year. And that's going to be, that's going to be, uh, let's see, Carol, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambo, mm-hmm. which that will be cool. Guardians of the galaxy. You're going to have to wait until late. Uh, no, wait, 
Early 2023, right? 23, okay. Yeah, there's some like TV stuff in this article that I'm reading too. Wow, there's they've announced a lot of the TV stuff too for 2022. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're really going hard on all this stuff. Um, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy c- comes out next summer, or two summers from now, May 5th, 2023. And then the big number at the end of this trailer, which is totally like teaser lands. Like we don't know anything. They just threw up the logo, but they did throw up the Fantastic Four logo at the end. So the end of phase four. Yeah, it's coming. Will be Fantastic Four. Will they get it right this time? I hope so. I in Kevin Feige, we trust, right? I, I think <laughs> I, I think I'm excited whenever he's at the helm and they've certainly been writing the story for years and years. So hopefully by a couple of years from now, there's no date on that, but you have to assume it's placement in the trailer. July, probably. Yeah, it's like, but it's like two years out. Like, they're yeah. not even going to start filming that movie until later this year. So, so yeah, got a, got a while to wait on Fantastic Four, which makes me a little sad, but I know that there's a lot of stuff coming. So, yeah. So, that was uh, one big story. Anything else you want to mention on... The trailer was, is very emotional to watch. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, and, I mean, it's just... It's crazy because literally... We're recording in May, and by this time next May, we'll have seen like six new oh, yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, you're right. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So it's exciting for sure. Um, but not a whole lot of news. Um, I mean, I got uh, this is kind of a foreshadowing of what we're about to talk about, but um, there was an article that said. Uh, Joshua Jackson, spoiler, was not in the Mighty Ducks episode, which was kind of a reunion episode. And But it is believed, it's not confirmed yet, but it's believed that he will be in season two of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Yeah. Yeah, I read that article as well. Probably a similar one, if not the same one you read. Um, and I'm going to read from that article a little bit because I, I think there's some some cool things that the director talks about, like, you know, hints at and stuff like that and kind of explains why he wasn't in season one. Yeah. Um, first of all, is this the first men- mention of them saying season two? Yeah, I would. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things though, that we all assumed like it, mm-hmm. it feels like a high school musical, the musical, the series type show. Like, yeah, we're going to get several seasons of this, of this, of these, uh, don't bothers. But like, unless I missed a story somewhere, like, I think that's this is maybe the first confirmation that there is a season yeah. two coming. So that was cool that they yeah for sure that they dropped that little knowledge on us. But um, the other thing is um, just like they kind of explain why Joshua Jackson was not in this one, and when you realize when they filmed it, it makes a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. did you read like the COVID stuff at all? No. Okay, this is really interesting. I, I'm actually going to read the quote from it. He says. I knew I always knew I wanted to bring back the original ducks and tie them into the series. I think this is the director talking or maybe the writer. Quite honestly, I think it would have woven. I would have woven more of them in had it not been for COVID. It was literally almost impossible to get the actors up to Canada because they had to quarantine and stay up there for a month to be a part of the show. So all the characters we're going to get to the, our review of episode six here in a second, but all those guys that were in that show mm-hmm. were had to go there for an entire month of the calendar year just to be in a single episode of the show. So what they did was they did two weeks of quarantine. So you arrive in Canada 
and you immediately go into quarantine. Mm-hmm. When you come out of quarantine after two weeks, it took two weeks to shoot. And probably you're going in and out, you know, come in for a couple hours and then leave and then come back the next day yeah. or whatever. But it was a one month commitment. The other, So that's why you only see like maybe half or so, maybe a little less than half of the ducks that you know and love from the movies. But uh, more importantly, that he actually talks about Joshua Jackson. And like you said, teases that he, you know, hopefully will be in season two. But he was having a baby. Oh, last gotcha. year in 2020. So he had literally just had a baby, I think like a month or so before they, sh- they shot. It was around that same time. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, dude, I can't, I can't be gone for a whole month. Like my baby was literally just born. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, otherwise I think honestly we would have seen Charlie come back in this episode mm-hmm. and it was cool that what we, the characters that we got, we'll talk about those here in a little bit, but, but yeah, a, a that he, I think it's, it's, it, you know, it's hinted at that he wanted to be, on the game changers show. Yeah. But just couldn't make it work. And COVID made it like nearly impossible for them to get anyone. So they're, they consider themselves lucky that they got even six of them to come back. Yeah. And I mean, I would say they got six legitimate ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, We'll, we'll talk about our review, but um, I mean, you could tell like, let's see, where's that part where he says, Oh, I, I always, oh, I already read that. He says, you know, I always, I, that was like from the beginning of writing the Game Changers show, he's like, we are definitely bringing back the original ducks. Like that was always a part of the plan from the very yeah. beginning. So yeah, and, and that makes sense. I, I think that's fan servicey and what people want to see. So they're also talking about bringing Charlie's mom back as well, Casey. Okay. Uh, Heidi Kling is, is the actress. And then he says, you know, our fans want to know what happened to the Bash Brothers, uh, Julie the Cat, uh, Gaffney, but they said it was just a real puzzle, and COVID added a whole other layer. It just it just made it really complicated and and difficult to to work around. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, those are two big news stories. Uh, there are several other uh, little things that that um, I don't know. Either we'll cover on the next episode, or or maybe just let it lie. But yeah, this is actually kind of a bigger news week. Like there. Yeah with uh, the Marvel uh, trailer that came out talking about all the dates that are coming out in the, in the next couple of years. And then also the ducks information. Like I, I think we're starting, we're just now starting to uncover some of these COVID related stories to the yeah. entertainment properties that we love. And actually I'll, I'll talk more about that when we get to the making of Falcon and winter soldier. Cause mm-hmm. they, de- they dealt with some of that COVID stuff too. So anyway, all right, well, let's get into the first review of the week. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 6 is called The Spirit of the Ducks. Very, yep. very... Uh, appropriate. Appropriate, timely title for that episode. Grant, we'll start with you. What, yeah. Uh, what were your, kind of your overall feelings on, on this episode? I love this episode. Um, I would say it's probably the best episode so far. Um, and the biggest thing for me is just the way they paid tribute to the original trilogy. And I think that's what makes this uh, episode so great. Yeah. There are three parts in this uh, episode that I really liked. Well, I liked the whole episode, but three things that paid tribute to the trilogy that I really enjoyed was the first one was when Bombay is driving his truck past the construction site and his truck window gets shattered by a piece (laughs) of concrete. And of course that's 
uh, paying tribute to when the first time he found Fulton Reed in an alley, he got his car window smashed by a hockey puck. So <laughs> this time it was a slab of concrete. That was awesome. Um, and then the second one would be when they finally have dinner with Bombay and Ken Wu does the sticks, but it's oh. breadsticks, uh, gloves, and shirt. That was awesome that was as really well. Great. Their chemistry on that set was yeah. just palpable, man. And then probably my favorite one is when Averman drives the limo out on the ice. Dude, I okay, so I I don't have as much of an attachment to these movies as as you have. If, <clears throat> if you're just joining us for the podcast and haven't kind of kept up with us from last year, I, we, I watched all three of the movies for the first time last year. Like we did, we did reviews, you know, twenty. 20 reviews of all three of those movies with a veteran grant who's seen all these movies a dozen times, if not more a piece. And then a newbie like me that hadn't just didn't grow up with these films at all. And even I like with my newbie eyes and stuff like that, even I almost cried when I saw Averman come out on what, you know, drive the limo onto the ice because it is such a, like you said, paying homage, like such a great, you know, hey, remember remember these scenes that you love from the movies and these characters that you love? Like, yeah. you know, it is, I mean, obviously it's, if you don't know, that the Game Changers show is written by the same guy that wrote the movie. So obviously he has a huge history. He literally wrote the films. Yeah, but sure. the fact that he's like, it's just so, just so lovingly crafted. I Like it was, I got a little emotional towards mm-hmm. the end. So yeah, it was very well done for sure. So that those are the three. Did you cover all three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also really liked the the Spirit of the Ducks gala thing, and how like obviously you know the scene you just referenced the limo on the ice. They pick up Coach Bombay and take him to the Spirit of the Ducks gala, and when they come in, they come in, they enter the room in flying V formation. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, I was just like, yes, this is awesome. And then they just like take take over the stage and like go up there and like you know pay tribute to to Bombay. Yeah, you know, as very cool. Yeah, it's so like so. I mean, it, you know, if you've seen the episode and you know what happens, like you kind of you know, it's very. I think it's very. It was, they were pulling on our heartstrings, and the plot was in motion, full motion, when we found out that Bombay was not invited. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't even sent an invitation to go. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense when you think about Stephanie, this, like, horrible boss that Alex works for. Like, that's totally fitting with her character to not even... Oh, yeah, for not sure. Not even invite him. And, you know, they thought about it. They just said, no, we're not going to invite him. And then, and then, obviously, Bombay feels very hurt, says, I'm not... Well, you know, if they don't want me there, I'm not going to go. And then, you know, it's ultimately the kids that that drag him there. Yeah, he kind of plays it off like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. And it really hurts, like, the ducks because um, he just acts like he doesn't care about them. Yeah. When he really does. Yeah. That's kind of the the heart of his character in the show is, like, this facade, like this outer yeah. exterior that mm-hmm. he has to keep up and this facade that's not real. And then on the inside, he, he actually does like really care. Yeah. Um, and then I would say another big storyline is Evan has been invited to, uh, come back to the ducks. Yeah. That's the, the other big storyline. Is there, 
is there a third in this one? Usually they have like three stories kind of going on all at the mm. same time. But I, those are the only two I remember. Not really. I mean, it's really a two-headed. And that makes sense. They wanted to, to give a lot of screen time to these to these actors. I yeah. mean, especially after they spent a month of their, their life up in Canada. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, um, which that was kind of just a quirky scene to start the... Um, Coach T's just like, Evan Morrow. Yeah. And then he has this like fancy breakfast set up for him <laughs> and it's just like okay I, I okay i will we'll go back to that here in a second but i want to pause this for a second is is coach t a good actor is, no okay that's that's the vibe i was getting as well but i'm not always i don't always catch it when it happens he seems like a really bad actor to me yeah a little I, overplayed i think yeah and i mean i don't want to make fun of someone for their voice like i like i think my voice sounds really weird yeah but like it's, I don't know. It's the way he phrases things. And he's like, he's talks really slow and I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like he's acting like I, a good actor. You don't, they, they don't seem like they're acting, you know, yeah. they, they just seem normal, but he seems like he's acting the whole time. So I don't know. I don't know if, if we're alone in that, but I like, I kind of cringe a little bit when I see him on screen. I'm glad he's not in more of the show, but so anyways, a little aside, I, I've been wanting to say that, but I wanted to hold out judgment until I saw him in more episodes. And now that we've seen him in six episodes or five or whatever, I just don't think he's a very good actor. But anyway, yeah. Um, so so yeah, so he obviously tries to bring him back. We knew this, you know, we got this tease from the end of the last episode that he was going to, you know, there's a spot on the mm -hmm. ducks to fill. Yeah. What surprised me about that storyline is that Evan actually does it. Like he actually goes to that practice. Yeah. Eventually he tells him no. And you know, obviously he's going to do that at some point, but I was a little surprised by that. Like, did that throw you at all? Cause he had worked so hard to get Sophie off of the ducks and use lines like we're the good guys and stuff. And then he just like seemingly very easily just goes over to the bad guys side. Yeah. Um, I would say it wasn't overly surprising because, um, I don't know. I just feel like he was so heartbroken to begin with when he got cut by the ducks. Yeah. That I was willing to go with that storyline that there's a part of him that wishes he was still on the ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Th there's one, one of the things I like about his character is that he loves hockey. Like, yeah. The hockey is his life. Mm -hmm. And so that was the one part that I, I didn't think about what you just mentioned that actually helps me kind of understand it a little bit better. But what I kept going back to is like, he just loves hockey so much. He just wants to play for a really good hockey team. Yeah. So, and I think that like the college, whatever full ride or whatever he was saying, yeah. you, you could be, you could get if you, if you come play for us mm -hmm. is like enticing to him too. Yeah. So, I mean, and from this episode, you kind of get more of a, Evan is more relatable to Bombay than he is Charlie because in the Mighty Ducks trilogy movies, besides, or the first two for sure, you kind of get Bombay at a crossroads and you kind of get that with Charlie in the third movie. But in this one, you definitely get Evan um, being tempted by the evil side. Definitely. Yeah. And just like Bombay is um, in D2 by the Iceland coach 
and you really hmm. have him at a crossroads. So I thought that was very well played out because for sure the writer was trying to go that route. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. That's really good. Because in all those movies, there's a point where there's a little tension with a choice that the leader makes. Yeah. Yeah, the DNA of the movies is definitely all over this, and obviously that comes from the same writer doing all of it. But, yeah, I didn't even make that connection. He is very Gordon-like in his decision-making, I think. So, and maybe even his demeanor. Like, he's... He's too young to be jaded. <laughs> like Gordon is clearly jaded, mm-hmm. but you could see him going down that road. And like, I almost wonder if they don't play into that more. Like you said, like that Gordon sees himself so much of himself in Evan that he's going to like try to basically say like, Hey, don't, don't become me. You know, yeah. you don't want to be me. But I mean, it was good. And I mean, of course you were going to get that, uh, episode where um, the ducks are recording the practice and everything. So you yeah. knew as soon as the girl had her phone out recording, you knew that this was going to come back and bite him. Yeah. Is there a moment like that in all three of the movies? I know, I know that for sure it's it happens in the first two movies where like they think... Something is going on yeah. with Gordon, um, and then it ends up not being the case. I mean, I would say in the first one, it's when uh, Gordon and Coach Riley are talking, and yeah. they find out that he was a hawk. Then in the second one's obviously the Iceland date. And then I'd say the third one where there's tension is when Charlie and Fulton leave the team. Yeah. I mean, they're not really... I mean, they are betraying him. But not really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he likes, this writer likes to do that. Like, kind of take your main character and make him look like a bad guy to the other characters. Yeah. So, but that's good. Like, I, um, just because we've seen that before doesn't make it a bad thing. If anything, like, I think it's a a wink and a nod to the Mm -hmm. movies. And I actually really like that. Like, if you've seen the movies and love those, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's using the same kind of plot device here. And that's kind of cool. But yeah, I would say it definitely makes sense that you have the same writer because you definitely can tell that his fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. I think continuing to talk about Evan, I think there's a really cool dynamic between him and his mom in this, in this episode. And we've seen the, the big joke all season long so far has been that, that Alex is helicopter mom, right? Like she, she's constantly like, you know, trying to mend his boo-boos and stuff like that. Like he's a, he's a, like a young adult really almost. And he's never really made any decisions for himself. He's, this is kind of a coming of age story really yeah. for Evan. Mm-hmm. Like he's, these are 12 year olds or 13, 13 12 year old. Okay. So like he's right on the edge of high school, like about to go into high school and stuff like that. And he, you know, in a lot of ways is, is a kid. Like he still has, is very kid like, but mm-hmm. he's also like, starting a team, I mean, with his mom's help, but like he is, he is kind of the leader of that team. Yeah. And so there's this really cool scene. I, I thought, and like, I have a four year old and that's it. I mean, we have, we have a, a baby, but we don't have anyone that's older than a four year old in our house for kids. And so like, I know I'm going to get there someday with Jordan where she's going to be 12 or 13 or whatever. And it's going to be like, Nope, 
you know, you make this decision for yourself. You know, you're becoming an adult mm. and she does that for him. She's like, I'm not going to make this decision for you. If, if you want to go play for the ducks, do it, you know, like own it, own your, own your decision. And he, and she's, and he's like, I don't want to make this decision. That's too big. And she's like, no, like this is yours to make. Like you, yeah. ma- you live with the decision that you make. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, his mom didn't even know that he went to practice with the ducks. Yeah. So she uh, finds out because she's now labeled as a ducks mom again. Yep. So, um, but yeah, um, like you said, he ends up making the right decision and he shoots down coach T, but I mean, overall, I obviously it wasn't a surprise that that happened. I mean, we would have been more shocked if he would join the ducks. Yeah, I I thought if if he permanently, I mean permanently in quotes joins the ducks in this episode, they almost certainly undo that in the next episode. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean it's it wasn't a surprise that he you know flip flops and then ultimately tells him off. So which is a cool moment for Evan, like he gets to stand up to Coach T uh, there at the end. So so yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, it kind of sets the stage. Um, well, Evan tells him. We'll see you in the playoffs, but maybe not. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to see each other most likely in the championship. They're, so they're like, they're one in five or something, whatever yeah, it is. Something like that. So, I mean, they've lost every game. They only won against the Hawks, and the Hawks are like really bad in this season. But they, like, it, it, towards the beginning of this episode, Evan is going, he's, he comes to, practice and they're just like celebrating by watching the tape of the, yeah. the game that they actually won and nick is like commentating over it and it's, it's, yeah. re- it's a really funny scene they're eating candy pancakes and evan walks in and he's just like hey why aren't you guys practicing blah 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 whatever and you know that kind of becomes the impetus for him to like actually go to a serious team and all that but he actually says he's like uh yeah all we have to do is is uh, win nine straight, and then we'll go to the playoffs. And Nick was like, look, the only way we're going to win nine straight is if we watch this video nine times. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty funny uh, <laughs> line there. So, okay, here's my here's my prediction for the rest of the season. I don't think they win nine straight in this in this season, like in season one. Yeah. We already know there's a season two coming. That, that We talked about that in the news segment. I almost wonder if they're just going to be really bad this season. Like, and they it don't, could be. and they don't get good until like the following, I'm talking about the hockey season. Yeah. Like not the t- mm-hmm. season of TV. So I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe they just went out from here. They have two new players. Um, we'll talk about them. The check. Yeah. The, the checkmates. Checkmates. <laughs> they don't speak English apparently or at all. Apparently that they, they just, I don't know. They only like speak in like hand signals. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what they can do, but I don't know. Like I don't everything. They, they are so bad. Like I just, we're six episodes in. There's only four left. Yeah. Like, are they going to just going to montage it and like just show how they're winning like every game from here on out? I don't know. I don't, I'm not confident that that's what this season is about. Yeah. So I mean, you could be definitely right with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, it also, intrigues me as to whether they'll keep the same name for mm-hmm. season two. Like they have to obviously go with a show called the mighty ducks for, you know, to, for this series, because that's what brings in the viewers. Right. Yeah. But it is, this is not a show about the ducks mm-hmm. at all. And so I almost wonder if they don't with season two, they don't even use the mighty ducks name. Like hopefully the, the don't bothers, 
is more of a household name and they go with that name or I don't know what they're going to do. I, if they call it the mighty ducks season two game changer, game changer season two or the mighty ducks with some other name or whatever, maybe it's the mighty ducks, you know, the don't bothers or whatever for season two. But like, I don't know. I, it's interesting to me that we're not even following the ducks, but the show is called that. Yeah. So we'll see what they do there. It's definitely to rope in the viewers for that. Um, let's talk more about the, the original decks. So did you, did you love seeing Averman? Oh yeah, again? for sure. Um, and you get the whole, um, Averman like <laughs> lingo and he was just like, I thought that was so funny <laughs> it where was... he was like, where he goes on his whole little rant, <laughs> like he's in middle school again. And, uh, then he was like to Bombay. I thought you liked that. And he is just like, no, I thought it was a little bit annoying. <laughs> yeah, Bombi goes, uh, you still talk like that, huh? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd break it out tonight because I knew how much you love it. <laughs> uh, Guy and, and Connie are married. Yep. Now they got, find out that, we, that they got together. Which and, isn't a surprise at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, it's all, it's a lot of fan service kind of things. Oh, but yeah, for sure. It feels it feels legitimate. Yeah. Like like nothing seems far fetched or weird. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Connie is a a Minnesota state Senator, which I thought that was a little weird because I'm like, doesn't he live in Minnesota? Like, does he not know that Connie Moreau is (laughs) his, one of his state senators. But anyway, uh, she mentions that at the table, they, um, at one point, Kenny Wu, like they're out on the ice. I, I know we're jumping to the end now, but like, He's still he's still got it. Like he can still skate. Is that the actual actor doing that? I don't even know. I mean, it looks like him. I, it, I you never know when they stand uh, stand in a, a double. You know, yeah, that, that looks a lot like him. But I don't know. It's either that double looks is his twin, um, or you but know, he still definitely has it. Or he can skate. I don't know. He he looks really good, and on the ice. And then uh, Adam Banks is a public defender. Like he's not a lawyer. Not a lawyer. <laughs> But a public defender, and you he know, fights obviously for Bombay the good guys. Up. Yeah, yeah. Bombay being a previous in a previous life, being a, a lawyer, like you know, really speaks to him. And then the whole Averman, like he's like, let's just say I I'm in a limo when I go to work. And, I drive a limo to work. <laughs> then we find out later, it's like, oh, he's a limo driver. That's yeah. that's why he takes a limo to work. So, yeah. Um, but that's very fitting for his character. Like it, it totally makes sense. Yep. And but, then Fulton's a construction worker. Yeah, they're they're pretty varied. I mean, the, the most successful being Connie and Adam, like yeah. you know, being senator and and just you know working in in uh, you know public service. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It, like they look, they look like their younger selves. Oh just, yeah, just for older. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like they're the the one that to me looked the most different. Um, I don't. You may not agree, but. Uh, and again, I don't have a lot of history with the movies, but I thought Adam Banks looks really different. Like he, yeah. he's got like longer hair now. Yeah. I mean, his face just kind of looks like an older face of him as a kid. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can tell that it's him, but I thought Fulton probably looked the, the most the same. Yeah. <laughs> like he has a lot of facial hair now. Um, but I don't know. Like Averman looks really different just cause he's so freaking tall. Yeah. Like, he's, he's really stretched out. And he's kind of got, he definitely looks like more of a nerd than he did back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder what the actor's been doing. Yeah. Probably know. like, he's probably like a car sale, salesman or something. Yeah. Could be. 
uh, I did like the line from Adam when they, so we'll jump over to the, the gala now, I guess, but they, they walk in and they look around and obviously times have changed. Like they've not been around the ducks mm-hmm. culture at all. And that entire culture has obviously completely changed since they were ducks. And he walks in and he goes, man, Adam goes, man, the ducks are a bunch of cake eaters. And I was like, that is such a great line. Yeah. Such a great line. So, and then there's lots of little other lines here and there. It's it, again, it's just sprinkled with fan service, but it all feels very natural conversation. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of things they would be talking about when they're in these, it's almost like a, a class reunion for them. It's been 25 years or whatever. Yeah. So, and yeah. So, I mean, I think they did a great job with it for sure. Uh, they mentioned ducks fly together a couple times, that mm-hmm. phrase. And, Connie actually mentions it from stage, like when they're talking about Bombay. Yeah. And she's like, and and it comes back to that theme of this season, maybe for the entire series, I don't know. But she, Connie says, you know, we, Bombay taught us that, you know, being a part of, being a duck was not about winning, but just everything else, including the fun, you know, like yeah. that we just wanted to go out there and just have a good time. And we're, we're there for each other. Like we, we, we back each other up, you know, ducks fly together. And then they, they're just like, Bombay, Bombay, Bombay. And I got chills. Like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, that, that's, that, I don't know that I could have written a better reunion for these characters to come yeah. back. So, I mean, it was epic for sure. And I feel like you got everything that you wanted to get from a reunion type episode. Yeah. You were, you, I mean, you having a long history with the the franchise, like you, like you ended that episode like satisfied, like oh yeah, yes, for that's sure. What I wanted, and I mean, we've talked about how, yeah, we wish we could have got this character or that character, but for the six that we got, oh yeah, it was definitely satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it would have been awesome to have Charlie and a couple of the people there, but. I don't know. I I mean, I almost wonder if it didn't work out. Like, you know, they'll, they'll get to save Charlie for a big season two reveal, you know? Yeah. So then at the very end of the episode, the, the kids, the, the don't bothers team gets, get to scrimmage with the original ducks, which they're like geeking out the whole time. Yeah. And there's some really cool shots of them playing hockey with each other. And then, um, you know, they're, and they're throwing out, you know, classic duck lines and stuff like that as they're playing mm-hmm. and, uh, like, you know, checking each other, like, uh, at one point Fulton checks Adam over the, like, boards, into, yeah. yeah, over the boards. Um, so I, I thought that part was, was great. And then, you know, obviously they're all just like, wow, like we gotta get, get a picture and autographs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so fun. Like the actors that are playing, you know, Lauren and Maya and like all the, these actors that are in the Don't Bothers team, you can tell like the actors are probably like freaking out. Yeah. Like, cause they grew up with these movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to very watch. Very cool moment. Passing of the torch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very much so. Um, and then Bombay at the very end says, Hey, is that assistant coach position still open? So that's the, the big mic drop at the end. So we knew that was coming, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be here for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, we caught everything. And then the big reveal. Sophie checks on TikTok or Instagram, whatever oh, yeah. it is. And they see the footage of Evan 
uh, practicing with the ducks. Where do you think that's going to lead? Like in the next episode, is it, I mean they there's going to be turmoil to begin with. Yeah, but it will only last so long. I don't know that they'll they'll leave it, you know, tense for more than five five minutes. Yeah, like it'll be pretty brief. Would yeah. be my guess. I mean, it's brief in the movies. Like yeah. whenever they think Bombay has done something, it's like okay, they you know they kind of hate him for five minutes of movie time, and then. You know, now we're all friends mm-hmm. again. So, but uh, yeah, I did think the the three hundred seventy two matching pairs of sweatpants with the ducks logo on it, or yeah, whatever it was, was really funny. Like I, it's uh, she Stephanie to me is like a typecasted, like menacing bad Jerk. bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, almost almost stereotypical at this point. But I, I do enjoy watching Alex squirm under her thumb and stuff like that. So. So yeah, I I'm with you. I this was this was up there as for me as the best episode, maybe tied with episode one because I, I really really liked episode one a lot. But because it was like the perfect entry to this series, yeah. I thought. But man, if 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 this wasn't like everything that Mighty Ducks fans wanted, I don't know what you were looking for. Like mm-hmm. it was it delivered on every front. So yeah, great. Yeah, it was. Very good, um, and I mean, I'm kind of excited. I was happy at what point in the season it was too, because we didn't get like super early, and we didn't get right at the end. Yeah, I think the middle was a perfect part that's, for it. That's a great comment. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it does feel right, uh, right in the middle. It's almost like a a moment of inspiration for them, like to to you know, kick it up a notch type of thing. Yeah. So, and with Bombay being assistant coach in the next episode and then like really getting on fire, like meeting the original ducks and stuff like that. I mean, those, the mighty ducks are the original ducks are celebrities to them. Mm-hmm. And so like meeting, it's, it's like for them, it's like meeting Gretzky. Like, yeah. you know, these guys are like the miracle team. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you meet the miracle team and obviously you want to, it makes you want to play hockey. So they're the ultimate underdogs. Yeah. I, I still don't know if they make it to the, the playoffs in this season. Maybe they do. I, they're certainly leaning uh, leading things that way, but I don't know. They're going to have to really convince me that there's a reason that they get really good. <laughs> uh, cause they still look really, really terrible out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, well that's mighty ducks episode six. We're going to be covering all four of the, the, the remaining episodes that we'll go through may as well. So come back for those reviews as well. We'll continue to geek out on the show every week. We are going to jump into our next review, which is 22 versus earth. So if you've seen the soul movie, I guess we'll have some spoilers for that movie just by nature of us talking about this short. So, you know, hopefully you've seen the soul movie by now and uh, 22 versus earth is a very quick watch. Uh, <laughs> it clocks in at four minutes and 58 seconds. It is very short uh, to say it's a Pixar short. I think is even like an understatement. It's like a Pixar very short or whatever, oh, yeah. but it is, there's a character in the movie. If you've seen soul, everyone knows the character 22. She becomes the main character besides um, uh, Joe. John. Oh, John. I was going to say his name is John, but it's, it's Joe. <laughs> Other than Joe, she's she's clearly the, clearly the main character, and um, you know Tina Fey doing Tina Fey in, yeah. in this show in this little short whatever, and we I want to I want to remind the audience of what we thought the episode was, and then I'm going to throw it to you to tell us <laughs> what we actually got. <laughs> so here's what 
if you, you can go back and listen to this. It was like a, I guess two weeks ago when we found out, like they only announced this thing like two or three weeks ago and then it dropped. So it was a really short thing and we didn't even know it was coming. When we heard about it, we immediately went, we let our minds run wild and we raced down the rabbit hole of it's going to, we're going to see 22 over the millennia, like over the, like six or seven millennia, you know, Gandhi and uh, Socrates and like have all these mentors like through, through the years, Abraham Lincoln, that kind of stuff. And that's just not <laughs> what they wanted to do with this at all. And they really made 22. I thought 22 is going to be like the, there's going to be a straight man and then there was going to be 22. And what we ended up getting was 22 was the focus of the entire short. Yeah. And I don't know. It did not work for me. Um, Grant, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> jump in so basically (laughs) which i'd say you summed it up pretty good of what we were hoping to get i mean i was definitely there with wanting uh to see 22 and some of her mentors and just like the chaos that she wreaked or wrecked with them and but that's not what we got at all (laughs) and basically 22 the gist of it is 22 gets this group together and they want to keep as many people or as many souls from getting to earth as possible. And that's the sound of shock, by the way, Yeah, from both of us. I, I don't really even know how to put into words like how I felt once I figured, once I realized that that was the entire plot of this thing. Like I, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I kind of talked about some of our expectations. I thought this, I thought this short was going to be funny, like really fun. It's, it's Tina Fey, like yeah. from SNL fame uh, in 30 rock. Like it's, she's funny. She's really funny. And so she's given a little bit of co- comedic, opportunities in soul. I don't think she's hilarious in soul, but like she's definitely one of the funnier parts of the movie, mm-hmm. but boy, was this just totally unfunny from the, from beginning to yeah. end. I, I don't, I don't know if I laughed even one time. Um, you mentioned the, before we re- recorded the, the apocalypse acronym is, is kind of chuckle worthy. Yeah. That's probably the only part, um, where I laughed or even rewatched yeah. was the apocalypse apocalypse acronym and it's it's ridiculous it's uh i wrote it down anonymous provocateurs of other and other culprits that are against leaving your friends to go to pathetic stupid earth like it's there's a lot of extra words in there (laughs) but um yeah i i did think that was kind of funny but i don't even know if i laughed out loud i i it was just kind of like one of those (laughs) kind of moments and like she's got the kids like screaming like i hate earth i hate earth or whatever and I just didn't buy it, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it was about the writing in this one. I just, I just could not go along for the ride, even though it's a bit relatively short ride. They, I did think it was clever, but again, not funny that these recruits that she's mustered up are, you know, attempting to subvert other souls from getting to earth, but in so doing find their inspiration and then end up going to earth themselves. Yeah. Like I thought that was clever, but it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It was more just like, Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of, kind of clever. Like, you know, that you, you know, in trying to stop somebody else, they end up going to earth 
themselves, you know. And like, I mean, this might have been like a good plot for the movie, but this was a five minute short. Yeah. I almost, I said this on last week's episode, I almost wonder if this was like cutting room floor material. Like this yeah. this was the four and a half minutes or whatever that we got from this was originally supposed to be in the movie and it just got cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, it's maybe not true. Maybe they wrote this legitimately just for this purpose. But let's go with me for a second that it is true. I think if something's worthy of being cut from the movie, it's probably worth not worth being put out at all. Like yeah. there's a reason you cut it from the movie. And so I don't know. I, I was expecting something very playful. Have you seen the, the toy story shorts? They've made uh, like half a dozen. I mean, of them. I've seen a couple of them. They are great. Yeah. Really good. I mean, awesome, fun little bite sized stories better than, you know, an animated TV show. It's, you know, these are actual like very cleverly, very seriously written plots that, are holistic and they feel complete yeah. and and but have a lot of humor sprinkled in. I mean, there's plenty of laugh out mo- moments in a lot of those shorts. You learn more about the characters. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I learned anything about 22 from this short. I it was all stuff that we all kind of already knew about her. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Now, I have to mention this. We are the outliers. I I <laughs> after watching I was like I had already talked to you and you had told me you were disappointed. I also was disappointed and I thought maybe there's something we're missing. What, you know, let's, let me see if there's something, you know, out there that we're not catching or whatever. And I watched it more than once as well. Every review that I found online is positive. Almost everyone that I could find was like four out of five stars, five out of five stars, brilliant, funny. Like one, one, one review actually called it hilarious. And I, I just, I don't understand it. Like, yeah. How is it hilarious? I didn't even laugh one time. Like, I don't know. It's, it's. I just don't know if we just missed something. And maybe we're the wrong demographic. And, and maybe we don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's possible. I, I would never say that, like, we're the end all be all on, like, yeah. you know, how these things should be interpreted. But it's like the kids were cute. Like, they had, like, cutesy voices and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I almost wonder if that's more appealing to a different kind of audience, like a f- female audience or a younger audience. But boy, like, I mean, I'm 41 years old. Um, you're, you know, just, you just turned 30. Yeah. A couple male guys in their 30s and 40s. It just, it was not a hit for us. So, uh, you know, it's so short that if you haven't seen it yet, I, I'm not going to say don't watch it because it's literally only going to take five minutes of your time. But it is, it is not helpful, I think, at all to, to that movie. Like, I almost feel like the movie's stronger with this having not been released. Yeah. So I would agree with that. And I mean, people might call us like movie snobs, but I mean, if you listen to previous stuff we've done, yeah, we're very high on some stuff, but this, I mean, I just feel like, am I going to watch this again? No, no, I won't. Jordan's already watched it twice. Yeah. I, I think she just likes the animation and she likes that that world and heaven or whatever they, the, the great before, I think is what they call it. She She's just intrigued by that whole thing, but yeah. she didn't laugh. Like, I, I don't know. She just thought it was like a serious story, but yeah, um, yeah I don't and know. I mean, I love the character 22, yeah. but I love the character 22 in the movie Soul. Yeah. Not in this. Yeah, I don't think that character is strong enough to stand on her own to, no. get, her, to get her own short, so... Yeah, I know we're like really coming down hard on this, but like 
if you go back and listen to our reviews, especially of Pixar mm-hmm. movies, we we love Pixar. Like oh yeah, Pixar for sure. Pixar movies. I mean, we're not alone in that. Most of literally ninety nine percent of the world thinks Pixar <laughs> yeah. is great, but like they, uh, nearly they are nearly untouchable. Like they're nearly perfect. You know, you can talk about Cars three or Cars two or whatever, but like they 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 just put out phenomenal masterpiece movies and we were very high on the movie soul exactly yeah so i think we're we're being as fair as we possibly can but and and we we do we are very glowing uh about a lot of things on on this show and and give a lot of things a positive review but we want to give you we want to make sure we're giving you an honest review that if we didn't think something's great you know we're not paid by disney or anything to do this podcast like you know if we don't think something's great we're going to tell you which disney once again if you want to pay us for this (laughs) Hey, that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, our idea is to do what it would have been to do a 22, you know, eight minute. I think it's too short. Like, honestly, it should have been 10 minutes. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't, I wasn't that intrigued with the plot. So maybe that would have been even worse. But I, I think they do, I think they should have done a 10 or 15 minute short showing you all the crazy antics that she got into and all the, you know, the funny or stuff. Or you could even do a mini series out of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, Ten every, episodes. Every episode is a different mentor yeah. that she had over the over the decades or whatever. Hey, we have ideas, Disney. Yeah, there there is there are some interesting things you can do with that character, but just, this was just, not one of them. Just call us. <laughs> I won't give out our phone numbers, but just call us, Disney. You, you know I get a hold of us. Yeah, she uh, she named her muscles cheese and crackers in this, didn't she? Yep. Yeah, that's that's about as funny as it gets. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so maybe skip this one, but, um, you know, if you really like soul and you want to, you know, see more of that animation, you have it's so short. four minutes and 58 seconds to kill. <laughs> maybe, maybe throw it it's on. over before you know it. I, I, if you're an adult listening to this, which you almost certainly are, I, I would say there's no reason to go back to it. I, yeah. I don't think you'll watch it once and you go, okay. And then you'll just move on with your life. And you, I don't think you'll ever watch it again, but anyway, um, what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? Anything you want to talk uh, about? Not a ton. Um, we've just been so busy recently, so haven't watched a ton. But um, as we're recording, we have about a week and a half left of school. So I'm sure the Disney Plus watching will pick up. Yeah. You guys, so both uh, Grant and Caitlin, who's been on the show quite a bit, his wife are teachers and yep. so summertime is like binge time like you yep. guys just binge through shows mm-hmm. so so i'm sure we'll watch plenty of stuff in the next week or so um i know which we'll for sure probably talk about this on uh saturday's episode but um Caitlin and I are super excited for High School Musical, the musical, the series, yeah, uh, season two, which airs a week from this coming Friday. Yeah. So that's very exciting for sure. How many episodes have I watched of season one so far? Zero. Yeah, you're right. So you better get going, Phil. I, that that is definitely so. That is clearly not on my what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? I can tell you what I've not been watching and that's been High School Musical, the musical, the series. I am still committed to watching season one before season two comes out though. So I'm going to have to binge it. I looked at the episodes. The episodes are only like half an hour a piece. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's only 10 of them. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I mean, I, I'll be able to knock it out pretty fast in yeah. five hours. I really like if I had the time, I could knock it out in like two nights. So I, mm-hmm. I have enough nights coming up to do it. Um, but yeah, I am, I am committed to watching that show so I can get ready for season two. I, I've heard nothing but good things about season one. So. Yeah. So what else have I, I've been watching on Disney Plus? I want to talk about the making of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So when you're looking for this on Disney Plus, the, the word you need to be looking for is the word assembled. This is like a series. They're calling it a series. It's basically after every show that comes out, they'll do this again with Loki. They'll do this again with what if and all that. But like they're, they're doing the making of WandaVision, the mm-hmm. making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I really liked the making of WandaVision. And so I wanted to watch episode two, quote unquote, of Assembled, which is the making of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you're looking, if you want to go watch this after I talk about it, I'm going to spoil a bunch of stuff, but it's, it's a, it's a documentary. So (laughs) it's not like, you know, there's these big surprises, but they shouldn't get bad reviews because (laughs) you told us too much. Uh, I am going to go into the, the specifics of this, this episode of, of Assembled, but that's how you search for it is the word Assembled. So, several interesting things that they talk about. And I always like these documentaries where you're like getting to know the actors a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And they really on this one focus on like the director, producer, CGI artists. Like they, they really go into like, like how did we actually craft the story and stuff like that? And it's all really good. Um, there's, I'll, I'll just, it's an hour long. I'm going to cover like, you know, five minutes of, (laughs) of just like the biggest, you know, uh, meaty portions. But, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, I, I kind of teased this earlier in our episode, but they talked about COVID and it's mm-hmm. their effect on its effect on the shooting of the show. They also talked about uh, earthquakes. So I'll talk about both of those things back to back. So originally they wrote Puerto Rico into the show and it, it was supposed to be a major set piece. I think most of the action was supposed to happen in Puerto Rico. Okay. And it, it Puerto Rico was almost like a character. It wasn't like there was Madripoor and Puerto Rico were like the two big locations that they were going to shoot. And they, I mean, the Madripoor is not a real, they, they, yeah. they, they shot that actually, they shot, you know where they shot Madripoor in a, um, like kind of back, back alley neighborhood of a small town outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Isn't that wild? Like, That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of CGI, but it, go back and, and watch it. I don't think you'll even notice the CGI, but they showed like what that alleyway actually looks like, and it's close. But like, obviously, they have to add a whole bunch of other stuff on top of it, layered on top of it. Yeah, but yeah, they shot it in in America, like just in. That's cool. Right outside of Atlanta. Anyway, they wanted to shoot in on location in Puerto Rico. There was a major earthquake in in Puerto Rico right before they were about to shoot. They had like a fourth of their crew down in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. ready to like, you know, bring all the cameras in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And a major earthquake hit, it collapsed some buildings. It was actually really dangerous for the people wow. there. Uh, a lot of people were homeless and it was just a bad deal. And so they were like, they go to Disney execs and they're like, what do we do? And they're like, well, let's wait it out a week or two. You know, let's not give up yet. Then they're, they're, they, it's, you know, been relatively quiet. The aftershocks have kind of died down and then they go, they say, okay, let's book some flights. So they book flights and they're ready to go down to Puerto Rico. Another major earthquake hits. And after two, like in a three week span, they're like, we can't, we're not doing this. And so yeah. Disney's like, we're not going to, we want to, we're excited about the show. We're not going to risk any of our people's lives. Like this is, that's not worth it. Yeah. Kind of a little bad <laughs> omen, I would say. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so Puerto Rico's off the table. We're going to have to rewrite a whole bunch of stuff. Cause mm-hmm. like all, all that stuff was focused on Puerto Rico. 
So they, they say, where else could we shoot? And they re- researched a bunch of other countries. They ended up going to Prague next. Okay. So they, what you see in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they're like in the, in the streets and the alleyways and like mm-hmm. talking to those little kids and Zemo's walking around searching for Carly. Yeah. That's all Prague. And like, you know, the iconic scenes between John Walker and, and the guys and stuff like that. That's all Prague. So they went there to shoot. They were there for a week. They shot for like seven days or whatever. And then it was like March, whatever, and the pandemic dropped. So like they 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 gave up on Puerto Rico. They moved to Prague, and they only get a week's worth of shooting, and then they canceled the whole thing. And they said that after that, from that point on, they didn't shoot anything for nine months. Like they just <laughs> eight months or something like that. They took eight or nine months off, and finally came back and started shooting in Prague again, all with, with masks on and everything like that. They said it was a nightmare, but like it really kind of helped them like that taking that much time on the project allowed them to really think about the writing of the show and what they wanted to say with it and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. So I just thought that was interesting. Like we're starting to hear with the mighty ducks and this show, like, man, it, did it suck to like have to try to shoot these things in the middle of COVID yeah. and like upend your entire schedule and your plans for everything is crazy. The way that they were talking about it. That is crazy for sure. So, um, they, I- they talked about like some of the impetus for the show, like what, mm-hmm. what they were trying to go for and stuff like that. They mentioned that um, like a black Captain America was always like central. Like it was in- okay. integral to the plot. Like they, from the, from writing page one of the script, they knew that's what they, the way they wanted to head. Mm-hmm. And I think that's evident by the second half of the show. I don't think the first three episodes set that up very well at all, but like, you know, it's, it becomes very poignant in the last three episodes, but that was always like their, hypothesis for the show was to talk about like blackness in America and, and legacy, like picking up where, where Steve Barnes, uh, Steve Barnes, Steve Rogers. <laughs> I'm, I must messed Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes together <laughs> into one person, uh, picking up where, you know, the great Steve Rogers left off and how do you carry this, this yeah. mantle forward, especially as a black man. Very cool. Yeah. They, they talked about how the show is really like has two focuses. Obviously it's, you know, it's in the name, but Sam it's all about Sam's future. Like mm-hmm. what is he going to be in the future as he looks ahead and then all about Bucky's past. Yeah. So like you're getting, you're constantly getting shots and Bucky reckoning with his past while looking at Sam and going like, what am I going to be mm-hmm. in the months to come? Yeah. I, I thought that was a really cool way to talk about it. Um, they talked about Val. So Julia Louis Dreyfus okay. character. They said that they have always seen like, she's very, you know, it's, it's quizzical, like what they're trying to do with her character. Like, is she going to be a bad guy, a good guy, but they confirmed they want the Val character to be basically a quote, shady Nick Fury, which I liked that phrase. Okay. So she's, she is essentially Nick, but if Nick like crossed the line a lot, so that's, that's, we're going to see more from her character going forward, but that's, that's what they were trying to get across to us. They, uh, let's see. Oh, they talk about Carly. Boy, that, that act, I have a lot of respect for that actress, the the girl that played Carly mm-hmm. Morgenthau. She is really a force to be reckoned with. And they they were talking about the director was talking about how much she just loved shooting with her. Like they they said two things about her character that I thought was really interesting. One is they intentionally tried to find someone who looks very innocent in her face. Like they wanted someone that looks almost like a kid. Yeah. Someone you could just, you look at her and you just immediately trust her. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like they had a lot of other people that were 
auditioning for the role and they turned them down just because they look kind of rough. Like they look like a traditional bad guy and they didn't want Car the audience to see Carly as a bad guy at first. And that goes nicely into the second point that they said, which is basically they, they wanted to see Carly as quote, a hero gone bad. Like that she is, and we talked about this a lot as we mm -hmm. reviewed the, sh the show, but that she is essentially a, Deep down, a hero character. When you think about the the definition of the word hero, it's it's someone who stands up for someone you know that doesn't have the power to stand up for themselves yeah. or to fight for something that somebody else needs. That's a hero, right? That essentially that is what she is doing. Mm -hmm. She's just doing it in a very destructive yeah. way and like is causing harm as she's trying to prevent harm. And so obviously she's the bad guy, quote unquote, mm -hmm. but. They said they they really hoped that as people were watching it, they would kind of identify with her and go, "Well, maybe she's not the bad guy." You know, like she's a hero, but she's also doing bad things. So um, I thought yeah. I thought that really landed, like what they were going for actually landed as yeah, we watched cause, it. Because I mean, we had discussions about that throughout the season that we definitely could tell that um, the writers wanted you to feel stuff for Carly. Yeah, and I think I think that, and they talked about this that. The the central figure to make us feel for her was Sam, mm -hmm. like, and they talked about that quite a lot about how they want they really wanted Sam to identify with her and maybe even stand up for her a little bit. Yeah, um, and he does that at first by just saying, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't take this this girl out," and then all the way at the end of the episode, she's he's really like defending her, it, but not defending all of her actions. Um, so, but like you know, the, the point of what she was fighting for was actually good. So yeah, it makes sense for sure. Uh, we'll talk CG just for a second. Cause I, I always like the CGI type stuff. And so the uh, Sam's final suit, his captain America suit, which we will see a lot more of in the coming shows and movies. They, they were, they worked so hard to get this material right for his face and for his, his body and stuff like that in the, in the comic books, it's like this magical, substance this magical fabric that does not exist in our world okay <laughs> or like it's it's always tight up against your face and mm -hmm. it just it always look per looks perfect and they wanted they wanted to do that but that you, they literally could not construct a, a, a costume that would do exactly that so they showed they actually show you clips in the making of falcon and winter soldier where he's talking and moving his head and they there are like it's hard to, um, it's much easier to show than it is to say on an audio podcast, but like the, the suit on his face basically kind of flares out where there's like a, like a hole. Do you, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like it kind of just flares out and like, like comes away from his face. Like as okay. he, as he moves his head or says something in a certain way or smirks or something like that, like the, the costume actually would like actually come off of his face a little bit. So they had to clean all that up in CG. So huh. like what you're seeing on screen as you watch, that final episode, episode six, is him really in a suit that looks like that, but they've CG'd, like they basically like, like, um, you know, sprayed, sp spray painted over that, like the, you know, the blemishes in the suit. Okay. I, I thought that was really interesting. Like, I, I've always just assumed that what we see is what we get. Like, you know, that's what Thor looks like. That's what Thor looked like on set. That's what, mm -hmm. you know, Captain America looked like on set. And for those characters, maybe they did, but for this look, for it's Anthony Mackie's head, like they just couldn't get it to stay <laughs> taut. That's pretty fine. Against his face, yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. It really shows you how much 
how far we've come with CG where mm-hmm. they, they can do something like that and it's not going to take them like weeks and months to yeah. figure out. Like they, like they spent a couple days maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's harder than I think, but like they just kind of airbrushed over that stuff. So okay. yeah, kind of interesting. That's cool for sure. Um, let me see anything I missed. Yeah. Oh, they talked, I didn't talk about Bucky at all. They, they, um, I thought a lot of the stuff that they said about Bucky, I thought was kind of obvious. Like there wasn't a lot of like, Oh, or aha moments. Like mm-hmm. the, the one thing that they did mention about Bucky that I'll talk about here. And this will probably be the last thing I say about it, about the making of they, when they originally wrote Bucky into, I guess, I mean, he was in the first Avenger, mm-hmm. but he really got a limelight in the winter soldier movie clearly. And then they brought him back for civil war, you know, to flesh out his character more that they found that like the more they wrote Bucky into stories, the more they wanted to write Bucky into stories. Okay. Like they did, they, I don't know that he was ever meant to be like a, a crucial character. Like, in, in fact, like the writer and the, the showrunners for the Falcon and the winter soldier were like shocked, like that Bucky would even be a main character in a show ever. Like that, okay. that was like just as much of a surprise to them as it was for a lot of us. Like, so his popularity has just yeah grown. Yeah, like they they even have been surprised by how much clamor there is for this character because they they never saw it coming. Hmm. So yeah, it was, and they talked about how, and we I think we even said this on one of our reviews, but. Bucky getting uh, getting spotlight like his own show like it's yeah. it's only him and Sam or like the main characters in the show is the only way that they can really give him screen time yeah. like he's mm-hmm. he's been in all these movies but he's he's been in it for like 18 minutes a movie like yeah. he's not in the movie very much and so they wanted to give him 6 hours you know to kind of play around and stuff like that but that like the Disney Plus format is literally the only place they could do that hmm. is to you know, to actually shine some light on his character. So they were thrilled to do it. It just was not something they ever saw coming. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess one more thing is, and it's, you know, maybe obvious, whatever, but they are all thrilled with Disney plus like, and I know they kind of have to say that cause they work for Disney, but like yeah. they, they, they said like never before. I mean, it's, we've had these movies since 2008, since the mm-hmm. first Iron Man movie, but we, it's only now like 13 years later that we are, getting storytelling that's outside of the big screen, the, yeah. the movie theaters and how like Disney plus is really the only Avenue for that. Like we got agents of shield for a while. A lot of people didn't like that show and it didn't weave into the movies hardly at all. But the like Disney plus is like the perfect platform for them to tell additional. They have like a thousand Marvel stories in their head right now oh, yeah. and they can flesh those out on Disney plus and write stories that would have never made it to the big screen. Um, but they're powerful in a, in a limited series like these. So, and I feel like that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Disney plus will succeed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Think about how much more we know about winter soldier, Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson now. Like we know those guys, they're friends of ours now. Like we've spent all this time with them Mm -hmm. and that was just not the case before the show came out. Like we didn't know very much about Sam or Bucky. But now, like, I feel like I know them maybe best, like, more than any other character in yeah. the MCU. And I feel like it's kind of, we've talked about this in the past, it's kind of a good idea, the route that Marvel's taken, because they've taken 
not the main limelight characters, but they've taken lovable, yes. I'll call them second tier yes. characters. Yes. And they're really getting their limelight now. And I mean, it's the same with Loki and then Hawkeye coming up. And then we're going to get some new people, which is going to be fantastic as well. Yeah. Let me, let me pose you a question that we're off, off the making of now. Um, I had this conversation with some work friends today at lunch and I, I think it's really intriguing. There's a balance between working this stuff in. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like these shows aren't like necessarily groundbreaking. Like there's not a, a bunch that's changing, except when Sam Wilson freaking becomes Captain America. Like that's that's a big move, right? Yeah. So let's say you don't have Disney Plus. You're just not going to subscribe for whatever reason. Don't have the money. Don't care. In the next movie that you see Sam Wilson, he's going to be in a suit you've never seen him in before. And they're calling him Cap. Like, so the question that I posed to my friends uh, earlier today, I want to get your thoughts on it, is how do you, how do you, you know, work these shows into the movies and make them a part of the MCU? They're very, very much a part of the MCU. But you know, kind of ease in the people that have not been watching them because there's, there's people that are only going to see these movies and that's all they care about is the MCU movies. They're never going to subscribe to Disney plus and they're never going to watch these shows and, and yet make them not feel isolated and ostracized by not having watched them. You know, not everyone can, can do Disney plus. So when they go to the movies and Wanda is completely different than the last time we saw her, mm-hmm. who's this white vision? Why is Sam wearing that suit? you know, Bucky seems okay. Now he's last time I saw him, he was crazy. You know, like all these things have happened, but they haven't been there to watch it happen. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Like how do they ease in the people that are not following these things? I mean, I think they're just going to continue to go full steam ahead. I mean, just expect that you've seen it. Yeah. Because I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast there were times where we weren't even sure we would get movie theaters again. Yeah. So, I mean, Disney Plus is definitely the future. So, I just think they're going to continue to go full steam ahead. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a new world that yeah. we're in now. Like, post-pandemic is, you know, they're not going to stop. Like, Marvel's going to continue to put out Disney, or, uh, Marvel shows for years to come. And if you're not on that train, like, if you're not... I mean, we're not trying to tout Disney Plus necessarily for you. I mean, obviously, we love Disney Plus. That's why we have this podcast. But and we, you know, we don't get any you know kickback from Disney at all for doing this podcast. But like, it is kind of the thing is like, if you're not watching these shows, you could legitimately kind of be out of out of the flow of things. Like, you could yeah. be shocked by a couple of things going to the movies. I mean, you or, would, or, be, or be utterly lost of what yeah, they're even talking about. Because I mean, you legitimately could make an ar- argument that. The, I mean, obviously we've entered phase four, but you legitimately could argue that WandaVision was the start of phase four. Yeah. And if you didn't watch it, you just, you missed out. Yeah. Like you, you're not in the know. Because, I mean, we've been told now that Wanda is going to play a part in Doctor Strange. Yeah. And that's part of phase four. So, I mean, you definitely can make an argument that um, and even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, we obviously didn't get Captain America 4 announcement. And so you don't really know 
But, I mean, it still plays into Phase 4, I would say. Yeah. I I don't know that it gets really crazy for at least another year. Like, it's going to take a while for these things to cook in the oven and then and then go on display like in 2022 or 2023 when it's like you you need to know this information before you watch this movie i almost wonder if they do recaps like for people that didn't watch the shows but they don't want to be these people to feel left out going to see the movie because they could really alienate people like I, i could legitimately see people going to the movie and and thinking like you know, hey, I, I had no idea why that, you know, why is WandaVision so super powered now? It's like, well, you you missed it, <laughs> you know. So either they do it right before the movie starts, hey, here, you know, here's a previously on, you know, for the show that you missed. Yeah. Or they just relegate that to YouTube or something. But I don't know. It's, it is, it is very intriguing to me that this is required viewing, but it's behind this paywall. Like you can't mm. just watch it for free on YouTube. So, I'm happy to watch it all because we love it. Like yeah. you and I are huge Marvel fans. We're going to watch everything that Marvel produces, but th- there's not, there's a lot of people out there that aren't like us and they only see Avengers movies mm-hmm. or whatever. And boy, I, I can't imagine them being more out of the loop <laughs> than yeah, if they like, haven't seen these I shows. I mean, both shows that we've watched so far, we've been very high on. Yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. is what it is, I guess. Well, uh, that's that's a good discussion, a good wrap up on on that. Um, we'll end with uh, what's new on Disney Plus this this week, and then uh, make sure you know what about what's coming out, uh, what's coming up on the next episode of Disney Plus reviews. Uh, let's take a look and see what's coming out. So this is for, I mean, there's one thing that's coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, May fourth, but this is predominantly what's coming out on the following Friday, the seventh. So uh, may the fourth be with you, Grant. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. Uh, Tuesday, May 4th is Star Wars Day. Everyone knows that. And uh, The Bad Batch is going to be releasing tomorrow as we record this. It's probably today as you're listening to this. So if And Mandalorian you, Season 3. No, y- just no, kidding. No, no, no. Please don't, please don't uh, misguide our listeners. Yeah, The Bad Batch Episode 1 is going to drop on Tuesday. You're going to get two episodes of Bad Batch this week because they're going to release another one on Friday the 7th. So that's uh, one of the things that's coming out And you're getting a Simpsons-themed... Yeah, did you see this? Star Wars. So this is Maggie Simpson in The Force Awakens from its nap uh, in a daycare far, far away, but still in Springfield. Maggie is on an epic epic quest for her stolen pacifier. (laughs) She encounters Padawans, Sith Lords, uh, droids, rebel scum... I don't know how long this thing is going to be, but I am totally watching this. <laughs> it looks great. It is literally a Star Wars-themed Simpsons yeah. mini-sode, some, something like that. Um, we're also tomorrow, so obviously May 4th, we're getting a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Star Wars Biomes is a virtual vacation to um, some of the filming locations um, okay. that they've done for Star Wars. Star Wars Vehicle fly, Fly-Throughs is going to be getting up, in, up close and personal with um, a couple of the ships that they've done in the movie. So the Millennium Falcon and a Star Destroyer, like on the set, you know, looking at these ships. So cool. if you're like a super Star Wars nerd, like you're going to watch that stuff. That's that's going to be pretty cool stuff to to get the insider knowledge on. So that's, that's what's coming out for May the 4th. Uh, here's what's coming out Friday, May 7th. Game Changers, obviously. Mighty Ducks, Episode 7. Big Shot, uh, Episode 4. Um, that, that show c- continues to go. I'm assuming they're maybe about halfway through that that series at this point. Bad Batch Episode 2, I already mentioned that. Disney Wander Over Yonder, Season 1 and 2, animated show. 
Never I've, heard of it. I've never heard of it either. He, uh, it's a show, an animated comedy series created by Craig McCracken, who created the Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. So if you're familiar with the Powerpuff Girls, you probably know what you're getting with the show. And they're uh, dumping both seasons. I'm assuming that's only two seasons of that show. But season one and two are coming out on Friday. Everyone's Hero is a movie. This is a baseball movie. Have you seen this? It's an animated movie. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. I've not. I've not even heard of it. I don't. I don't think it looks like it came out pretty recently. Um, a boy comes to a turning point in his life when he faces a critical decision: should he take a chance and possibly become a hero, or should he play it safe? Um, he begins a, a cross-country adventure to return Babe Ruth's baseball bat before the deciding game of the 1932 World Series. So it's a, it's a period uh, animated film. So okay. If you're into baseball, that might be one to check out. It's obviously for kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, it came out in 15 years ago, 2006. It looks The animation actually looks really good. Um, Flicka 2. I didn't, know, I didn't know there was a second Flicka. <laughs> Return to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really is that. It's it's Carrie's life takes a turn when she moves from the city to her father's oh, ranch. Oh, gosh. In Wyoming, <laughs> you, you nailed it. So, yeah, flick it too if you're interested in that. Uh, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Isn't this a book? I have no idea, Phil. I feel like I've heard that title and not like from a movie. That's probably your favorite book. <laughs> uh, let's see if it was based on a book. Um... Oh, it's based on A Girl and Five Brave Horses, which is a book. But yeah, so the book is not called that. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I remember this movie coming out. It came out in 1991. Um, I, I can't imagine that this is very good. It had a $7 million box office. Um, anyway, it's coming to Disney Plus on Friday. Wonderful. <laughs> and then this will be a theme for May. Um if you want to want to know all of the ones that are coming out, you know, look it up and and you know get get spoiled on what's what else is coming. But uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Sur- Surfer is coming out. That's a big one uh, coming to Disney Plus this Friday. That is not going to be the last like Fox owned, you know, Marvel property mm-hmm. old you know Fantastic Four or, or you know X Men or whatever from yesteryear coming to the service. They're during the month of May. They're like every week they're they're releasing something from like the old Fox universe. Okay. So the one that you're going to get this Friday is Rise of the Silver, Silver Surfer. I'm assuming that means we already had the first movie on the service. Um, seems weird to just go with the second one first, but uh, this is Fantastic Four 2. This is Chris Evans as the Human Torch. If you've not seen these movies, I think it's worth a watch just to know what is possibly coming to the MCU in a couple years. Yeah. So that's it. That's all. everything that's coming up this okay. Friday. A lot of Star Wars stuff. Um, it's a big Star Wars week. Um, thanks for listening to the show. Um, let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something you've watched on Disney+. Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. The way to do that is to email DisneyPlusReviews at Hotmail.com, and that's P-L-U-S all spelled out. Next week on the show, we're going to be covering the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 7 and both episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch. So if you're listening to this and you're into Star Wars, your homework is to make sure you watch not just the Tuesday episode, but also the Friday episode. So the fourth and the seventh uh, episodes of The Bad Batch. They're probably going to be about 
20 or 25 minutes a piece is, is my guess. So it shouldn't take too long. And we're going to talk about all three of those episodes on, on our next episode of the podcast. Hopefully he said he could come on. Um, I just need to confirm it, but hopefully our, our good friend Jake uh, is going to be back on the show. He's going to talk to us about star Wars cause he loves star Wars. So it'll be good to hear from an expert like him. Yeah. Not that you're not an expert, Grant. <laughs> I just want to say that. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> you are the Mighty Ducks expert around here, for sure. So And the prediction expert. Yeah, you're excellent. I mean, Self-proclaimed. You, you always nail it. Thank you. Pro, you're the prognosticator of prognosticators. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Um, come back next week for Game Changers Episode 7 and Bad Batch. Bad Batch.